Hello, welcome to the Olympic Channel podcast. I'm Ed Knowles. So, if you're interested in finding the best bits from olympicchannel.com, then look no further. The podcast is the proud home of all that is good from Olympic Channel, the place where the games never end. And today's very special bonus pod is going to be totally dedicated to the Nagano tapes. It's an incredible, moving and funny documentary that kicks off our signature Five Rings film series. And I've seen it, and it's really, really good. It's the underdog story of the Czech Republic men's ice hockey team and their shocking victory at the 1998 Nagano Games. Feature-length doc will be on olympicchannel.com from February 28th, and it's worth checking your TV schedule too. It's going to be on NBCSN in the States, Eurosport in Europe, and be in sports across the Middle East and North Africa. So, coming up... We've got an interview with Yaroslav Spacek, who was on the team. We speak to a journalist who remembers just what it was like back in Czech Republic. And Indiana Jones, Jason Bourne, Back to the Future, and now the Nagano tapes. We speak to the big-time Hollywood movie producer, Frank Marshall, and ask him why he's involved with this project. So, it's 1998, and the NHL let their players compete at the Olympic Games. The USA and Canada obviously have mega teams. We're talking legends like Brett Hall and Wayne Gretzky. The Russian Federation, well, they weren't too shabby either. Alexei Yashin, for example, was in that side. But despite the heavyweights, it was a team that flew under the radar that went home with Olympic gold medals. Speak to someone who is Czech and say the word Nagano. And it's not a place, it's an achievement. A big one. A seriously big one. The guys, they're treated like gods and... More or less every Czech person knows exactly where they were when it happened, who they were with and who was watching and how much they all cried. Anyway, here's the trailer. In Czechoslovakia today, the remarkable became reality. The last leader of Czechoslovakia's communist old guard agreed to resign. There was a revolution and next year I could be drafted. There is a pool of talent in the East that has been completely untapped. After I got my signing bonus, first thing I wanted to send my parents money. That's how it works for me. He had the total package. There was a time when I was crying on the phone and wanted to go home. The guy was a wall. He's the dominator. The name, he says it all. This was a brave new world by stepping out into the world. We have now reached our goal that we go and play in the Olympic Games in Nagano all together. The 18th Olympic Winter Games, the last of the century. NHL players at the Olympics for the first time ever. Competition will be at the highest level. Canada, US, and the Russians have the best team in the tournament. No one can beat us, we're unreal. The Czech team flew beneath the radar. You play for every single person in the country. Boy, are they getting a cheer. The Czech Republic. The Czech Republic. The Czech Republic. Playing for the goal. He's got a score. To get a proper sense of just what it meant to the country, I spoke to Czech journalist Milan Rodosta, who remembered how much of a big deal it all was. I remember it was a Sunday morning in Czech Republic and I was sleeping because I was six years old and uh, suddenly I heard the 
tones of national anthem of Czech anthem, it, and it was really loud in our flat. So I came to living room, and my mother was sitting there in front of television, and she was crying. She was crying heavily, and I was like, "Hey, mom, what happened? I want to watch some hockey because I knew that there will be a final." And she was crying, and she was like, "You, you are really." You are really stupid, my my little son, because we won that final. We are Olympic champions. So I started to cry as as I saw her, and uh, then I remember then that uh, I live in a small uh, small town in Czech Republic, and uh, they are living a lot of Russians. So I uh, came to play games with my all uh, with my uh, little Russian friend. Uh, his his name is Vladimir. And we were we were uh, playing uh, near some little pond, and I was uh, la laughing at him. Ha ha! We beat you in a final, and he was crying, and he ran at home. And then I was a uh, little sad that we beat them, and Vladimir is crying. But I was happy that we are Olympic champion. But when you are really small and young, you can't imagine uh, that im big impact. What what that have? Is it the biggest sporting moment in, or the biggest sporting achievement rather, that Czech Republic have ever achieved? Yeah, for sure, because uh, as our president of uh, Olympic Committee said, uh, when you say in Czech Republic, Nagano, people are not thinking about some town in Japan or some Olympic. They, uh, they imagine the biggest win, the biggest triumph in uh, our sports history. and. Uh, it was bigger because uh, it was nine years after the Velvet Revolution. We we beat the Russians, and uh, maybe uh, right now on this Olympics, as uh, Esther Ledecka won gold medal on skis, because everyone in our country is expecting that she will win on snowboard. But uh, on skis, uh, many and many people, uh, as I saw on Facebook and uh, on social social media, uh, they were voting it's new Nagano for us. So yeah, it's uh, the biggest impact and the biggest event that happened in Czech Republic and the biggest triumph that happened. If you look at Ledeca as well, are the Czechs getting a reputation then for every 20 years pulling in one of these mega upsets? Yeah, maybe, and people people love that uh, stories like, uh, as some call us underdogs, yeah, because it was in ice hockey, we were underdogs, because we are playing against Gretzky and Mario Lemieux and uh, Brad Hall and Mike Modano. When you see the players there, how much of those guys, how, how big national heroes are they? They are really not only sports persons, but uh, national heroes, because a lot of Czechs are not happy with uh, so much things in their personal lives. So they, they really love sports. Uh, the biggest hero after the Nagano was Dominik Hasek, uh, because people, people were like, uh, we want him from national president. President of state, but they were. It was. It was real. It wasn't like, hey, let's say he's hero. We love him. No, they wanted for wanted him for national president. Uh, Jaromir Jager, I can say he's the for Czech. He's like God. They really adore him, and they say, oh my God, he's 46, and he played in NHL a few weeks ago still, and they say. It's our national god, we love him. And again, because uh, there were presidential elections in January, and a lot of people wanted to have Fieromir Jager as a president. Thanks to Milan there.
One of the exec producers on the film is Frank Marshall. He's a Hollywood producer who's put together some of the finest motion pictures of all time. Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, Sixth Sense, undisputable classics. Olympic Channel reporter Mark Condren started off by asking Frank why he wanted to be involved in this project. Well, back in, I've always been a fan of the Olympics, grew up being a fan of the Olympics, but back in 1984 I attended the games in Los Angeles and I really fell in love with the entire, not just the sports, but the entire ambiance and, and the fact that for 16 days the whole world comes together in peace and celebrates sport and athleticism and and culture. It's a fabulous, fabulous thing. And so during that time I, I went to the Athletes Village and I met a couple of our athletes uh, and I said, well, how do you become a part of this? And sure enough, a couple of years later I was I was nominated to the USOC board and I was on the board for 12 years. And uh, then when I got the call about the Olympic Channel from Mark and he said, you know, we're thinking of creating a series for the Olympic Channel, would you be interested? And I said, well, do I have access to the Olympic archives? He said, yes. I said, I'm in. So I got to, you know, sort of marry my two passions of filmmaking and the Olympics. What made this particular project so enticing based on something else that you were doing at the time in 1998? Well, I, I, you know, one of the things that I learned from, from my experience on 30 for 30 is that when you're making one of these shows that you want to try and be connected in some way to what the story is. And I happened to be in Nagano back in 98 shooting the first and only official IMAX film of the Olympic Games. And so I knew we had all of this great footage and when we started talking about well, what was the biggest thing that came out of the game, it was the Czech hockey gold medal. And the fact that there were all these dream teams and players there and this little unknown team came under the radar and really symbolized what the Olympics is all about. So I thought, I'm connected, we got the footage, let's go. Back when you were putting together the IMAX film in 1998, obviously you probably went into that movie with a lot of storylines that you were aiming. Being an unscripted situation, you can never control these things, but um, how much did this stunning um, victory by this team uh, impact the production plans that you had had in terms of driving story narratives on the IMAX film? Well, it, you know, it, that's what's great about documentaries. You never, you know, you're going looking at one thing and a, something completely changes. And, you know, we were thinking about telling the story of the NHL players being there. And then this other thing happened and we were lucky enough to be there on this story. So uh, it's, it really was, you know, it transcended the sport, but it was also showed the power of sport and what, how it could change a nation. And so when we we're looking at how do we, we want this to expand beyond just the sport. So it became a kind of a natural way to go. I mean, we spent a lot of time, as you know, in Nagano hiking up and down for the downhill when they didn't run it. But, you know, luckily we were there for the, uh, for the final game. Thanks to Mark and Frank, obviously. Amazing to speak to a legend like that. 
One of the players, Yaroslav Spaschek, was also at the premiere. Olympic Channel reporter Alessandro Poggi started off by asking him whether he got emotional from watching the trailer. I feel great, you know. It's a history, but uh, it's something like that turned the, the Czech Republic and the people in the other way, and uh, they enjoy the life uh, with uh, this tape, probably they will. And, uh, you know, for me, it's a lot so emotional. It was one of the first tournaments I ever played in, uh, in the international level. And that's, uh, that's something you will always remember for the rest of your life. In 1998, I remember a superb Dominic Asik, probably one of the best goalie ever. In, in uh, I mean, how important was for you? You know, he was the 90% of the, our team. So he told us, you guys score one goal and I, I will never give up any. So, uh, so I was like, okay, let's do it. And uh, that was, you know what, he was really good. It was a tough against him, even at the practices. You know, he didn't even let us score at the practices. It was a tough, tough, uh, and uh, he had so much fun with us, but like, it was not much fun for, for us, you know. And uh, But he's a great guy, you know, uh, and uh, when you see his preparation for the games, that was, uh, that was something like I will always remember. Thanks to Yaroslav and also to Alessandro, as ever. And that's that, everybody. Remember, you can watch that from February 28th on OlympicChannel.com or check Eurosport, NBC or BN Sports, depending on where you're based, for when it airs on TV. And that draws to a close our first ever set of podcasts. Like I said before, we're going to take a short break to recuperate. So make sure you get to OlympicChannel.com for your fix of Olympic news and all that other good stuff. We... We'll be back soon. Until then.